On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Dan Haggerty in Elves from Welcome to another episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. I'm Brandon, and as always with me is your Santa's little helping co-hoster, Cullen. It's uh, good to be back. I've missed it uh, over the past two weeks. Cult Cinema Cavalcade is a bi-weekly movie podcast that finds Cullen and myself discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, every episode will contain plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Today, we're here to discuss elves. Cullen, lay a haggerty on me with this plot. A young woman discovers that she is the focus of an evil Nazi experiment involving selective breeding in an attempt to create a race of supermen. She and two of her friends are trapped in a department store with an elf, and only Dan Haggerty as the renegade loose cannon Santa Claus can save them. Elves is written and directed by Jeffrey Mandel and stars the Dan Haggerty, Julie Austin, Deanna Lund, and Bora Silver. Thank you for tuning in to the 10th the 10th episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Huge milestone here. People said we couldn't do it, and I say you can pound sand. We did it. We debated back and forth about maybe doing a clip show episode to go back and look upon these past 10 and uh, give a little you know, hint to the future and stuff, but ultimately we figured you probably want a new movie instead. Yeah, most uh, shows don't do a clip uh, shows in their first season and uh, we we decided you know to follow that we were thinking about bucking the trend just like you know what it's a it's a formula that works so we just kept going our podcast drops on you every other monday and getting a hold of us is very easy we have an email address mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com a website which www.cultcinemacavalcade.com a facebook page and more followers on Twitter than any podcast of the same name. <laughs> we did it. By God, we did it. The challenge is finding us. <laughs> Clicking the follow button is easy. All right, today we're here to talk about elves. Cullen, where did elves come from? You mean where did I see elves? <laughs> yes. Uh, originally, I saw this in college. We just saw... Like the VHS, there was a video rental store down the road from where we lived, and they were still renting VHS tapes. You know, we, we would go there frequently. We've seen a lot of gems there because of that place. And this was one of them. And uh, we saw just like a, a, the, the, the box cover with that gross-looking elf arm unwrapping a present from inside the present. We said, we have to see this. Dan Haggerty's in it. Yeah, we watched it, and it, uh, man, it did not disappoint. And I, 
I don't know how, but I completely forgot about it. It was only recently where I saw someone mentioning it on somewhere online, and I realized, oh my god, I've seen this movie. I completely forgot about it, and I said, I have to see this movie again, and you have to see it because it's just too good to pass up. And it's Christmas time. Yeah, <laughs> convenient. There's not a lot of Christmas in the movie. There's some Christmas potpourri in there, but the focus really isn't Christmas. The, the Christmas stuff is just secondary to what's happening. Yes, there's Christmas stuff, but there, there's something far more devious at hand than Christmas. This is my first time seeing this movie, and I guess as we go and towards the end, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on this one. Or if you've if you're one of our like two Twitter followers, you saw some of the early thoughts. Yes. Yes. Before we recorded. Yes. I, I believe you said that 16 minutes into the movie, you said this is the most amazing thing you'd ever seen. <laughs> yes. I, I was texting Colin as I was watching, and yeah, we'll go. Well, let's well let's start. The movie opens with a little montage of some Christmas ornaments, and then we see this like bulb on the on the ground. And it pops, and we get dun-dun-dun, elves. And we also learn that elves was written by three people. Three people collaborated to write this. I would believe three scripts came together to form this, but three people writing this one? Wow. You know what? I can believe that, too. I can believe that elements from three different scripts were just, (laughs) just sewn together. Not even typed together. They just cut the pages out and just sewed them together. That would be an appropriate script for elves. Three girls going around in the woods. The the sisters of anti-Christmas. The sisters of anti-Christmas, and they're going to do some little sort of ritual. They got to find like the right spot in the woods, and they got to one of them's got a their grandfather's book, and they have a they have a uh, mascot in the book. They call the Virgin of Anti-Christmas with anti-deco boobs. Yeah, it's it's really just a a picture that our main character Kirsten uh, drew, and she has really rockin' tits. Yep. The, the 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 character that she draws during this ritual or whatnot, the, there's a candle and it breaks, and Kirsten cuts herself, which leads to some blood trailing off and hitting the ground. And the girls decide, ah, eh, screw this, let's go home. <laughs> That's right. You know, they they say some. Very aggressively sexual things before this happens. Yes, but, I, but I, yeah, I thought they were like serious, like you know, witches or whatever. No, they're just girls screwing around. Yeah, exactly. They they they're talking about um, what we learn later is that they're gonna go like uh, talking about having sex with these guys uh, they go to school with. And I remember one of the girls. They said um, Kristen wanted them to help her figure out Dave, and one of the others says. His is bent anyway, and that's yes. just, that's just the beginning of all the overly aggressive sexual things these girls say throughout the movie. They're ready to party. <laughs> Clearly. So the the girl, as they leave, a hand comes immediately out of where the blood dripped. There's no like resonating period of something. It's just like drip hand. Yeah, exactly. And I don't understand how she cuts her hand because the the jar that the candle is in it doesn't break. It doesn't tip over. They just like freak out. Like, oh no, it's falling over. Like, no, nothing's happened to it. <laughs> what are you reacting to, girls? They all go home. They they drop Kirsten off at home as they're walking, and meanwhile the creature wanders through the woods. Kirsten sneaks back into her house to put the book back, and then 
Her grandfather shows up, who's a wheelchair German man, and slaps her. Twice. Twice. Because one was for taking the book, and the other one was for the lie that she was about to tell. Right. If I remember right. She leaves her grandfather and goes in the kitchen, and her mom, who I first thought for a second was her grandmother, but... (laughs) Which... Kind of, yes, but we'll, we'll have to get, get into, into that, that yeah. later. Uh, but yeah, it was her yeah. Mom. We meet her mother, the second meanest character in the movie. The first <laughs> being the elf. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think the mother could top the elf. The, um, <laughs> the mother asks her if she's hurt. And, and this is the beginning of the movie, so you're innocent as a viewer. She's like, are you hurt? Good. <laughs> Holy shit. And the mom, yes. she's mad at, at Kirsten and then tells her she's going to close her savings account. Yeah, exactly. What? Wow, overreaction, lady. Kirsten takes a shower and you get the little brother kid peeping in on her. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Pervert. I'm not a pervert. I like seeing naked girls. I'm your fucking sister. Yeah, and you've got fucking big tits, and I'm going to tell everybody I saw them. Get out of here. You're not supposed to be in here without my permission. Yeah, well, fuck you. Mom says she's giving me all your money, so fuck you. This is the... I just... Like, Shame. yeah, this is like, oh, my... <laughs> what is going on? And she's, she's like, grabbing him and wrestling, and it's like, I bet this kid's, like, getting a hard-on right now, right? Like, <laughs> Probably, because he's told her that he likes big boobs. He doesn't care if it's his sister. He likes boobs. And he's so, like, yeah. No, he's like, I like fucking boobs, because he drops an F-bomb, like, constantly. Yes, there. there's a surprising amount of uh, children swearing in this movie. This will not be the last we touch upon someone maybe having incestic thoughts. Either, which if anyone no. calls bullshit later on, no, they're planting the seeds right now. That's right. Is it foreshadowing? Who can tell? Kirsten then has a woe is me moment with her cat on her bed, and she says it's her only friend, and apparently the cat's pregnant. Yeah, Agamemnon, her Agamemnon. cat. Agamemnon, yeah. yeah, what a fucking pretentious douche right there. And <laughs> she, she asks the cat not to leave her. Meanwhile... The creature breaks into the basement and then, like, crawls over the brother and he screams and he's telling him, it's like a ninja, only a gremlin. Yeah, it was a ninja troll. That's what he called it. Well, no, well yeah, he called it a ninja troll and then they're they're like, what it looked like? He goes, like a ninja, only a gremlin. They're trying to kill me! They're trying to kill me! What? What are you talking about? It was like a little man, like a ninja, only like a gremlin. Don't be ridiculous. You were dreaming. Oh, there, there's your answer. It was the cat. It was a fucking little ninja troll. Agamemnon, come here. <gasps> Don't you hurt her. Mom! Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, yeah. But he's like, it's so funny because he's got the uh, the brother, like, pinned down, and this creature that I, I think, we're, we're, we're not ruining anything by saying it's the elf. <laughs> yes. um, it, it has the same expression in this part of the movie that will have the entire movie with its mouth wide open. Yes. Because there is no articulation in this this puppet at all. So every time you see the elf, it just looks like he's going, because his mouth <laughs> is just completely gaping open like a dumbass. Now, I have a question. The way I watched the movie and how I saw it, there's one elf, right? 
Correct. So it's the title's is misleading. Yeah, well, okay. Well, maybe that's because there's the hope of more. Maybe that's why it's called Elves instead of just Elf. Oh, that'd be great if it was just called Elf and it had to, got to sit next to the Will Ferrell movie every Christmas on the shelf. Well, it'd be great if because of this movie that the Will Ferrell movie couldn't be called Elf. That would be hilarious. Or they had to pay this movie to use the title. Yes. Or they'd just call it like Buddy the Elf or something like that. They're like, we'll give you $100 to use the Sold. title. Sold. Wow, <laughs> we made our money back finally. <laughs> That'll pay for the for the puppet three times. Oh, we move on to the next morning. And I want to point out first that we are outside a department store. And there's these guys playing like horns mm-hmm. but the music playing being played is like synthesized horns <laughs> and it's clear that they're the ones that are supposed to be playing yes, this music but it's like synth track from like a keyboard well maybe they just have like a like a synthesizer hidden somewhere i don't know i don't, I don't know and we get a man who enters the department store smoking a ciggy dan haggerty if you like seeing people smoke good news like almost every time you see dan haggerty in this movie he's got a cigarette in his mouth he has to like it must have been his contract that hey i i've got a condition i'm a chain smoker so i'm gonna have to be smoking all the time dan haggerty's like i didn't get this figure by not smoking Dan Haggerty in a library? Smoking. Dan Haggerty trying to be stealthy and sneak up on bad guys? Smoking. (laughs) Trying not to be seen? Smoking. Exactly. Kirsten works at a restaurant inside the department store. It's like a diner. And I didn't know it was connected for a little bit. But her friends are there, so they're just chatting. And they talk about her mom being a bitch. (laughs) Which, yeah. (laughs) And then Kirsten's like, yeah, let's go goof on Santa. Then Haggerty finds the manager of the department store and asks him for a job. He's just out of fresh out of jail, smoking a cigarette in a department exactly. store. Like, hey, and, come on, man. Yeah, and this is uh, an, another trait of Dan Haggerty in this movie where he seems to be either tired or drunk. I can't tell. He is just so mellow. And it, no matter what is going on with the movie, he's like, hey, man, hey. And you know what he kind of reminded me of? If you could have a whole movie with Hulk Hogan just doing, like, his normal, like, in-between yelling, like, dramatic scenes in his movies, mm-hmm. but kept it for a whole thing, <laughs> that's Dan Haggerty. But with but with a lion mane of hair that he yes. has. We, then, we, we cut back to the house. And the mom is in the kitchen with the cat, and she's got a pillowcase to which she puts the cat in the pillowcase. Like an, like an actual damn cat, she walks up, throws the pillowcase over it, and walks out of the kitchen. Yes, takes Agamemnon to the toilet and drowns it. You know, because... And then buries the cat out back. Yeah, she, she had pre-dug a hole in the back. It's it just point. throws the 
the drowned pregnant cat. I'm like, why is this happening? What? <laughs> just, do, do you think this that just the, the happens with no explanation? I'm gonna get to the end of the movie. Why did this happen? Other than the mom is a fucking bitch. Yeah, she's just a huge bitch. It's like she knew that the elf had emerged, and she wanted, still wanted to be the most evil character in the movie. Oh, I got so, competition now. Yeah, it's, let's see. You've taken all my daughter's money. Maybe I should kill the only thing she loves. Awful. Back at the department store, Kirsten's on Santa, and he starts groping her legs. She asks him for something Christmas, and he and he says, "Ask." He's like, "Oral." And she flips out. Yeah, she says, what? And then he said, Santa said oral. Yeah. She flips out. He gets, the Santa gets fired. Yeah. By the way, I want to point something out here, folks. This is 14 minutes into the movie. Yes. There's already so many, like, things you go, what? What the fuck is, what is this? What? We have enough in the first 14 minutes here to fill up one of those, like, oh, my gosh, clip show three minute things mm-hmm. and still have most of the movie left. We 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 have a mall Santa running his hands up a teenage girl's thigh saying Santa said oral. oral. Fourteen minutes in. <laughs> and then he's he's leaving, he's on his way out, and some girl says something to Santa and he flips her off. Yes. And he, Santa ain't care. He goes to the dressing room, which is like Two days of not being cleaned away from being like a room in a Saw movie. <laughs> yes. And he decides he's going to do some coke because, yeah, why not? Why not? And Fuck it. It's elves. It's elves. And the elf shows up and like gets a knife and stabs him in the dick exclusively, repeatedly. The, the but little... to be fair, like the elf is like two feet tall. So where else right. is it going to stab, right. to be fair? He wanted the abdomen, couldn't reach that eye. <laughs> so Santa's little helper comes in, finds him. Now we get a detective who questions Kirsten because she was the one to report the groping and be like, "She was you know, the last person molested by yeah, Santa." He did this to you, and now his nuts are cut off. Don't you think? And you know, he's like a detective that doesn't want to go on evidence, just on theories. <laughs> he's like, "Come on, it's um, you know, it's uh, four fifteen. I gotta wrap this up. I gotta be home at six. I clock out at five. <laughs> Kirsten goes home, and the mom's like, I haven't seen the cat. I know. Mom. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? I don't know what happened to the cat. And this is cut in between. Uh, <laughs> Dan Haggerty is uh, locked out of his trailer, but then it's like, I guess he was evicted from his trailer? How could I get evicted out of something like this? Merry Christmas. I don't even know any goddamn clothes. Yeah, you don't see a lot of people get, like, you don't see people renting trailers. And he's smoking as he goes up to it, too. It's like, oh, he's like, oh, man. That ain't cool. (laughs) Again, drunk, tired. What are you, Dan Haggerty? Not invested in anything but his cigarettes. That's right. 
he does the minimum amount of acting so he can get his paycheck and go home. <laughs> That's the Haggerty School of Acting. Before Kirsty goes to bed, she pulls her wrapping off her hand that she cut the day before, and it's fully healed. And you would think that there'd be some kind of like, ooh, it's mystical, or there's some kind of supernatural thing going on. Nope, it's just healed, because you know what? Fuck it, it's elves. Anti-Christmas sister magic. <laughs> well, Kirsten goes to sleep and then wakes up to look out the window, and there's the elf! Rubbing her dead cat on the window. Yes. Kirsten says it's a troll. The mom says, no, it's a raccoon. And Grandpa's very interested. And we get the term ninja gremlin. I don't know, a ninja gremlin. And Grandpa snags Mom about this, you know, hey, there's some shit going on here. The mom isn't having it and says, you know what? I killed the fucking cat. <laughs> yeah. Because she senses competition from that elf. She's like, <laughs> all right, I need to come out about this right now before they think something is more bitchy than me. No, I'm the most evil thing in town. Me, the cat-killing, money-stealing mama. Next day, Kirsten's serving Dan Haggerty. Does Dan Haggerty have a name? Right now, I just keep calling him Dane Haggerty. I know in a little bit he'll get referred to as Santa for the rest of the movie. I think he he does have a name. I I think it's Mike, I think, but F that. His name's Dan Haggerty. She's serving him at the diner, and they have a talk, and in the middle of that, Haggerty gets the Santa job, and the first time we see him, a kid pees on him. Also, he's still... He, Dan Haggerty, if you, if you folks uh, are unaware, is a large man with a beard. He's, he's Grizzly Adams, literally. Yes. Grizzly Adams. Yes, he's and when he gets the role of the department store Santa, seems like he's already perfectly suited. Well, guess what? He's wearing a fake beard on top of his beard. On top of his Santa Claus beard. Yeah, he has and it's one. not like a little beard. It's a big, full, like, woodsman beard. He has, and he has a mane. Like, it's... You can't get a perfect hire than that. You can save money in the wig department and the beard department. Yeah, exactly. You just, like, throw a hat and the suit on and you're done. But you don't for even some need reason... cushions for fatness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, l- literally, the only thing he needs are the th- the Santa threads. But for some reason, no, put the fake the, the fake beard on him that the guy that was murdered in yesterday was wearing. Put that on him. Great. He goes back to the dressing room. It still has the body it outline. It still has a chalk outline on the yeah. floor. He's talking to it, and he thinks there's something familiar about it. And he keeps telling himself, or us, because why he would talk to himself? And he's like, oh, I'm not a detective anymore. I just, yeah, well, and then we're like, what? You were a detective? <laughs> Noise. I'm not a detective anymore. I'm not even a store detective anymore. This is none of my concern. I'm Santa. All I gotta do is just take care of my reindeer. And he finds this symbol on the uh, that's left indented into the ground. And back at home, Grandpa gets visited by some other German guys, to which and- one spouts, when there's no more room in hell, the elves will walk the earth. To which you George that- Romero says, Bob, get me my lawyer. Yeah, very clear clear plagiarism so they come in they, they intimidate the grandfather and they leave and... that's ki- that's kind of what the germans do in this movie they they kind of do uh their little nasty thing uh for a few minutes and then they just end up leaving like all right well we'll finish this later we're gonna go be mean somewhere else like okay later germans 
Kirsten, she's at work with her friends again, and they're talking about boys' dongs. As is their favorite topic of conversation. One of them is probably apparently a yard long. First down. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what, what, life is long, life is hard. Steve's, I don't remember what it is. We'll have to play the clip, but it's fantastic. (laughs) Life is long and life is hard. Kevin's is thick and Dave's is a yard. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a a lucky man because most of us, I'd say, are probably third in inches. (laughs) Boom! And a mysterious man sits there eating, watching in the diner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Haggerty gets off his shift, and he leaves a piece of tape on the door so he can get back in because he's going out to smoke. Yeah, he's just going out the back door. Yeah. Because for a guy who doesn't give a fuck where he's smoking, he, he sure was nice at that point. Kirsten leaves and goes to put tape on the door, too, but it's already there. And Haggerty, he's going to the library, and it's funny. He goes, he's smoking when he enters the library. And then he asks for some generic description of this magical book in the library. And it's like, oh, it's over and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me, ma'am. I remember a book from college about mystical symbols and runes. Occult Sciences, section 666. Are you kidding me? That's got to be a joke. Was he still smoking inside the library? When he got in there, well, we got in there. He was smoking when he was at when he entered and stuff, and then when he, I think he was researching, he wasn't smoking anymore. Oh, okay, okay. That's the one pure place for Dan Haggerty. This is a place of knowledge, not a place of smoking. I feel like in this movie, we're we're just watching him like develop lung cancer. Like at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, he doesn't have it, but by the end of the movie, goddamn, he's gonna have full-blown lung cancer that, that was the edited subplot from the movie girls meet up at the mall and they take the tape off the door and Haggerty is now locked out comes back yeah. and he's like oh man because he's gonna sleep in the the saw dungeon <laughs> next to the he set up the, a bed the, the outline yeah he, yeah he does kirsty goes to put she her friends are like, we took the tape off. She goes, how are the guys going to get in here? So go back to put the tape back on. Haggerty and Dan comes Haggerty back, comes back. He's like, you know what? Maybe I didn't pull on the door hard enough. <laughs> we can walk in up to it with a tire iron. Yeah. And apparently to get the right support to beat the crap out of a door, he had to hold onto the handle. And the door just opens. He's like, oh, well, I, I guess I didn't know my own strength. He pulls the tape off. So he's got the he's got that book and he's continuing doing research as the girls get prepped for their party. They've got like tents set up and they're all like, "I'm gonna bone Dave and you're gonna bone Bob." Like, I don't want to bone Bob. Yeah, the uh, I, I, they don't care when it comes down to it. They know what they want. Just anything that is warm with a penis. Except that Kir- seems Kirsten. to be their mo. Except Kirsten, well, she's like, "No, nope, I'm gonna turn these mofos down." <laughs> don't care who pulls it out. I'm not. I'm not touching it. I don't care if it is a yard. <laughs> yes. Haggerty then hears that he hears the girls and he wanders out and we see the elf is watching Haggerty. And also, Dan Haggerty looks directly at the elf and yes. doesn't seem to know it's there. And it's not like it's in the dark. It's it's lit well enough that you can see it. He looks directly to where the elf is and he's just like, uh, whatever, and just keeps walking away. Yes. Again, because Dan Haggerty is drunk or tired. The girls, they're hungry, but Haggerty shows up and they have a Mexican standoff about who shouldn't be there. But Haggerty says, hey, 
don't steal, break anything, clean up, and don't bug him. And they're, they're good to go with what they want to do. I'll make a deal with you. You don't steal anything. You don't break anything. And you clean up after yourselves. And don't bug me, all right? Deal. No, she don't get any Christmas presents. We don't believe in you anyway, Santa. What happened to the beautiful youth of today? Don't you believe in anything? Grandpa at home, meanwhile, doesn't know where he wants to know where Kirsten is, and and the mom says she's at a friend's house, and the other Germans are like, "No, she isn't." And, and they just show up. And, yeah. And meanwhile, the 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 boy, the yard boys, <laughs> they show up at the department store, and and they're talking about which girl they're gonna bone, and the one guy's like, "I don't want Kristen. She's a bitch." And it's like, show up. She guess she does take after her mother. <laughs> She's the only character in this movie that isn't a complete piece of shit. Everyone else is just an <laughs> asshole. I mean, I guess the next closest person is Dan Haggerty. Dan Haggerty, the guy that's always smoking and or drunk. He's the next nicest person in this movie. Of course, the boys can't open the door, so they decide they're going to pry it open, but they have to like walk like... 2,000 blocks to go get something to pry it because we never see these guys again. Oh, we don't. But we, you know what we do see is... Uh... <laughs> the thing, there, there were two things I loved about uh, the, the, um, the store. One was all the tents that, the, that they were planning to hump in. Like They're all lined up next to each other. They have an entire store to, you know, to do stuff in. Why do they all have to hump next to each other in tents? The fuck like, tents. Yeah, like it makes sense. Like if you're like you're out camping, like okay, this is our camping area. Okay, that's fine. That makes sense. But you have an entire store. You could pick a whole department to hump in. Like no, they have to be in these tents in the sporting goods area. That sex is gonna be intense. They're... <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. I guess that are they competing against each other? Who can be like the loudest and grossest? Is that what the competition is? Or maybe, maybe it's like, hey, look, it's a yard, and they can just all come over, and it's convenient. Maybe that's the prop. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. But the second favorite thing about the inside the department store, if you'll notice, I think we're at this point where they're next to the guns. Yes, and- they do make it a point. To let us see that there is a gun sign in the in the same room as the tents. And I believe this is where we see a gun rack. <laughs> Underneath it, it says, gift ideas for mom. <laughs> I didn't see that. You didn't see that? It's like, oh. it's like right over one of their shoulders. They're just casually talking and you just see great gifts or, you know, gift ideas for mom in the background. Like, happy you know, Merry Christmas, Mom. Here's a 12-gauge. Just more things that, that follow the theme of elves. Fuck it. It's elves. The other Germans, the Hitman Germans, they just break in and the alarm goes off in the department store. And they take one of the girls immediately at gunpoint and get in an elevator to go down. In the elevator. Not, in the, yeah. yeah. In, <laughs> they're not living it up while they're going down. They're just going in an elevator. Yes. Haggerty pursues them with a smoke cigarette like sticking out of his mouth. Kirsten then sees the elf, but she gets noticed and they start like shooting at her. Yeah, the Germans start shooting they just at her. Start yeah. firing like a big shootout amidst the the store. Brooke, the other friend, 
that wasn't in the elevator finds the kidnapped friend like shot dead in the hell elevator like headshot i was like jesus yeah what did the germans have against her like when she got pulled into the elevator i thought oh god is she gonna get i thought she was gonna get raped i really did (laughs) because these germans are unpleasant people and she is she is dressed very provocatively it was worse (laughs) i guess yeah yeah it was it was worse yes Uh, i just completely like whoa (laughs) <laughs> yeah she just yeah 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 so chase ensues brooke she finds the elf in a room full of mannequins and a chase between her and the elf ensues and she winds up getting back to the shootout yeah but the elf sees some stuffed and wind up toys and he puts on a santa hat <laughs> and then kills brooke by stabbing her to death we That's... have an elf here and all he decides to do is just grab a knife and stab people like yeah, like the he the just elf call her up or yeah, he has claws. We see them. Yeah. By the way, when the elf attacks her, she's crawling away from the elf. There's nothing wrong with her legs. The elf hasn't touched her legs at all. She didn't trip over anything. She was just sitting down, and she looks up. She gets you know, like you said, she had, the elf has a knife, so like it cuts into her arm a bit. She can still walk. She can still run away. Right. Instead, she decides, you know what? No, let's make it a fair fight. He's only like two feet tall. I'll crawl away from him. So, the, I mean, this shootout going on, it's just like, just I feel like everybody's five feet away from each other, police squad style. Yes, <laughs> I absolutely agree. And it's fight when Haggerty entered the room to try to run from it, he's like slow as hell getting over <laughs> to behind <laughs> It's counter. like, hang on, I had about eight cheeseburgers before this. Let me, I'll, I'll get up there. Hang on. And the Germans just firing nonstop. Just bam, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Uh, but they retreat eventually, and Haggerty and Kirsten find Brooke. She's dead, and the blood is another symbol. The same symbol as before, but now in blood. And our favorite detectives show up, and they are <laughs> Haggerty. Trying to argue with him about the elf. And I, yes. and he's not having... He's like, don't give me that Joe Friday shit. <laughs> but instead of bringing everybody in for questioning, wondering what the hell is going on, the text is like, you got 24 hours to prove this elf exists. <laughs> yeah, because Dan Haggerty's like, look, I can prove it. I know something's going on here. I can prove it. And the guy says, oh, shut up. You drank yourself out of a job. Why should I believe you now? And I thought, like, is he talking about, like... Like an acting job, or is he talking about the actual like character? Because I believe either one of them. Yes, is this behind the scenes footage they worked into the film? <laughs> Use it, Dan. Go. And then they they run into the mall manager, and he blames Kirsten for it. And Haggerty's like, "Hey, man, that's my friend now." And <laughs> well, apparently, yeah, Kirsten gives the guy flack, but and he starts giving the manager some shit, and he goes to hit her. He, like, yeah. winds his fist around. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But Haggerty luckily grabs grabs his hand, and he, the guy fires both of them. And then randomly we cut to Brooke's dead body, and the elf, like, eats her finger. Well, it doesn't even, like, I think it, I don't it, know well, if it, I don't know if he chews it off, but he just, like, deep throats the finger. He, he absolutely does that. I don't know if the elf was trying to eat the finger or just suck on the blood or whatever. And then... The, it sees a rat and it goes then it chases after the rat it's like yeah. what the fuck was the point of that scene what was this 
It's like we haven't seen a shitty puppet in about five minutes. Let's and his mouth is open in. the whole time, so let's do something with that. Yeah, <laughs> let's have it make sense that its mouth is open. Have him stick some shit in there. At Kirsten's home, Dan Haggerty tries to convince her mother about the elves, and of course she doesn't buy it. When Haggerty goes to leave, Grandpa catches him by the door and tells him not to interfere and that you know he he knows what's going on and Haggerty just needs to stay out of it and, and Haggerty's like whatever I'm gonna go drink when when Haggerty was had the book in the library he mentioned something about a professor at Taft University that wrote it and of course Taft University has to be local right so <laughs> he decides to go there and meanwhile Kirsten's grandpa tells her that he knows more than he's led on so far about this whole thing. And they, he, he realizes that he's made a mistake and that she's in danger. And he says, pack up, we're, we're getting out of here. Which is what, that's actually a good idea. It's, that's the first good idea in the entire movie. We go to Taft University where Haggerty, he talks to somebody at the front door and they're like, good luck finding him. Yeah, they're, anyone... real sh- <laughs> they're real shitty to him. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm just trying to find somebody. And then at first dick. thing, he goes into a room, he's like, hey, you Fitzpatrick? And the guy's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know why he got kicked off the police force. He's a great detective. Yeah. Things just fall in his lap. And bottom line, what Fitzpatrick has to tell him is the creatures are elves. The symbol he found is elves. There's an elf cult around. Nazis believed in elves. And God saw elves. Yes. And there's the a guy named little... o- O'Connor that knows more. Yes, the creepy little things in the Bible are elves. Elves are mentioned in the Bible according to this movie. Grandpa makes some sort of potion thing, whatever he was doing that he wraps up. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. And No, that's the, uh, isn't that the gem? Is that yeah, what it, it is? Be, it, it ends up being the gem, but it's it's like liquid or like a little candle, and he's got this necklace. Yeah, yeah, it was sitting, yeah, it was sitting on something. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of important. At the time, I, I thought he was making a potion, and then later on, we find it's like a, a, a ruby or a stone. Yeah, the elf stone. That's what he adds. We don't know that yet. So spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Kirsten, she's packing her suitcase. She's going to leave. And mom says that she talked to the police. And apparently Kirsten's telling the truth. And they get in this thing. And the mother says, you know, you really remind me of your father. Which starts sweet, but then leads to more punishment. Because it's a bad thing. I remember that she says, like, good looking. And... Which is weird. You'll find out later why she says good looking. And then she's, what else did she say? Well, like, um, Kirsten, it sounds like, like, you know, it makes her father sound ambitious and going off on crazy things. But then Kirsten's like, I wish you were dead and he was still alive. And he was still alive. And she's like, well, he is alive. And they dropped the bombshell on us that the grandpa is her father. I wish you were dead and dad was still alive. Dad! Dad, you want to talk to Dad? Go down to the study and talk to him. What are you saying? Dad's dead. Dad is in the study. Grandfather is in the study. Your father's dead. The man in the study is your grandfather. And your father!
like my jaw dropped when I heard <laughs> that. Too. Like you're I kidding. Like, I texted you. I was like, holy fucking Chinatown. <laughs> Exactly. I got elf face after I heard that. I could not believe it. I was like, what? <laughs> this movie went like, this movie was like, oh, just when you thought we couldn't get like any crazier, any more left field, any more odd, here you go. <laughs> this, this movie has a filthy talking mall Santa. It has a kid saying big fucking tits. It has an elf it has nazis and now it has incest this movie literally has it all all. i have a question though who's her brother's father that's what i thought too (laughs) i just like is he adopted did did grandpa go in for seconds whose father is this kid she is old enough kirsten's old enough that she would know the father of the brother yeah like she is they are a Big gap in age. Yeah, because she's a teenager and her brother's like nine years. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Her brother is anywhere eight to ten. She's anywhere sixteen to eighteen. She would know who the fuck her father, brother's (laughs) father is. Yeah, so like, but she doesn't know. I mean, it can't be the same father because she didn't know her father. I guess exactly. So her brother liking her tits is only half incestic. I guess it makes it. No, it's still bad. It's still creepy, but it's I don't know. It's just another another wrinkle to this this thing we call elves. Remember when I thought her mom was her grandmother? I wasn't wrong. <laughs> you weren't wrong. You were just you just foreshadowing and you didn't know it. Look at you. I didn't know that. Well, Dan Haggerty then goes to Dr. O'Connor's house on Christmas Eve, interrupts his Christmas Eve. Yeah, dinner. he got referred he got referred to him by the other professor at Taft University. He's like, just, you know, five minutes, blah, blah, blah. He's like, man, just five minutes. Just come on, man. All right, honey, shut the door. And he gives him the lowdown, like, just rifles through it. about Because he asked him for the connection of the elves and the Nazis, which is so fucking funny. I want to know the connection between the elves and the Nazis. There are two schools of thought. What are they? One, the Nazis experimented with elves as assassination teams. Small, easily hidden, silent, vicious. They have magical powers. They can't be hurt or killed. They eat anything. They're a perfect soldier. The problem is, there's no such thing. What else is there? Tell me some more. Theory two. The elves were a genetic engineering experiment. I like this one better. It mixes science and the occult. The Nazis did have some clever scientists. This was before today's technology, of course. Each elf was to house the haploid gene structure in its sperm cells to produce the master race. Once again, magical powers can't be hurt or killed. Driven to select the genetically perfect human mate, the proverbial virgin, of course. Holy midnight consummation on Christmas Eve. Wait a minute. Tonight, you mean... The elf mates with a virgin on Christmas Eve to produce the master race, and it will eventually rule the world. But once again, the problem is there is no such thing. No elves. Yeah, it, it is. It is some of the craziest exposition that's ever been delivered in a movie. And I, and Only I really this don't. This movie asks the question like serious as hell. Like, what is the connection between the elves and the Nazis? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Straight face gives his. <laughs> he goes through yeah this explanation 
about Nazis experimenting with elves as assassination teams. <laughs> and, and they're the perfect soldier because they have magic but, I mean, and they're short. Like so straight. So like, oh man, it's big revolution. And then they have this thing where like the, an elf mates with a virgin on Christmas Eve to create the master race. Yes. I'm and that's sorry. what that guy that's what that guy believes. He I, believes the second one more than the first one. He believes either of them. I was just hysterical during this moment. Like, I don't know what it was, but this scene just, I couldn't believe it was happening. Just. Uh, no, the, the, dia- the dialogue from that entire scene is just, what the fuck am I watching? Like Someone wrote this down. <laughs> Someone thought, they were, here's a big reveal. This is. <laughs> After we just had the reveal of the grandfather and follow up with this, and it's maybe it's like Haggerty's in the scene that helps, and he's just you feel like Dan Haggerty, like maybe thought this stuff could be real, you know? You get this, you get this <laughs> yeah. feeling that you know maybe it goes beyond the movie that he's like, you know what, this is this is some really big deep conspiracy theory shit that I think might be right. You think that uh, Dan Haggerty is a conspiracy theorist, perhaps, and that's why he took on this role. I would have to say so. I mean, you know, other than getting paid in Virginia Slims or whatever the hell he got, <laughs> Virginia—he's like box of Winstons, <laughs> some Slim Jims, some box wine, a bottle of Scope. <laughs> Grandpa, oh my gosh! Yes, we're following this scene up with Grandpa trying to explain himself for Kirsten about why he raped her mother. I am not proud of what I did, Kirsten. What I did, I thought was necessary. I thought it was important. Later, I was so ashamed. That is why you were never told. And now you need to know you are in danger. It was not traumatic for her at all. I, I would do nothing to hurt my own daughter. She was drugged and unconscious. I, I took no pleasure in it. It, it had to be. Why? To produce you. The inbreeding was planned. It was controlled. So you would be the perfect female line. A repository. A receptacle for the pure genetic information that we sought must survive. Must conquer. You're insane. But Kirsten, I love you. You're beautiful and you're perfect and I love you. Look, this is what we thought. We planned inbreeding to make a master race. (laughs) And an elf was part of it. So what the plan is, is to have an elf impregnate a virgin on Christmas Eve. An inbred virgin on Christmas Eve. Congratulations. You're the candidate to have an elf impregnate you later tonight. So that's on you. So so just so you're aware, that's why I want to leave town. Oh, Again, this movie someone to... wrote this down, someone delivered the lines, and oh, someone gosh. filmed it and edited it and released it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, the mother was, like, drugged during this whole thing, too, they say. so. Yes, so it makes his grandfather... While you were sleeping... Grandfather- <laughs> yeah so it makes him even more of a monster 
So up, upstairs in the house, the mother draws a bath and, like, furiously puts lipstick on her lips, just smashing it on them. It's like some mommy dearest, like, element going on there is what it uh, felt like. Dan Haggerty leaves O'Connor's house and furiously getting to get back, but he, he he's being tailed by one of the, the hitmen Germans, but he finds TNT in the car and jumps out. It's yeah, he car. tries like the like use like the lighter in his car, and like he knocks the the lighter, and then like a, yeah, just like a, like a huge bomb just like drops. Just, like <laughs> what? <laughs> the the hitman pulls up to see if Haggerty's dead, but Haggerty's not. He comes out and he beats the guy, and it's, it's the, the guy ha- who we can assume yeah. is a Nazi, by the way. Right. And meanwhile, back at the bath. The elf pushes a radio into the tub and electrocutes the mother, which is a boob shakedown scene. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, the only boobs we see in this movie are this monstrous, awful woman. So take that for what it is. <laughs> but what I loved about this scene was after the elf pushes the radio into the bath, the uh, the elf is at the end of the tub, and because it's just a garbage, garbage puppet, we just see it like basically from the shoulders up. And because it is a garbage, garbage puppet that has no articulation in the face, it, it, it it's like it headbangs for a moment. <laughs> like like that's how it expresses joy because it can't smile, so it headbangs for a couple of minutes. And then it just kind of scoots off the screen. Can you imagine being the actress who played the mother? Like, okay, you're this awful person, and then we need you to get naked and just shake around in a bathtub like you're being electrocuted. (laughs) Exactly. I guess you can take it as a compliment that at her age, they want her to get naked. Like, It's like, we think you got a rocking body for your age, so let's see it happen. I I guess that's a good thing. For her. Haggerty gets to the house as the power goes out, and Grandpa says not to not leave. Uh, he'll show them all how to destroy the elf. How does he know how to destroy the elf? Haggerty's like, you know what? This old guy, let's do this. And he shows him, he, <laughs> he, Haggerty shows him the pin that he found on the guy he beat up. He pulled the pin that had the same sign he's been finding. And he's like, tell me something. What in the hell is this? Your new party insignia? No, that is our original party insignia. <laughs> yeah, like before, like the Nazis got too commercial. Is that what it is? No, it's, not their, it's the original Nazi insignia. Oh, so he, Grandpa then confesses the incest to ha- Dan Haggerty, and the best twist here: they they pull up the picture of the anti-Christmas virgin, but there's a trick. Grandpa draws swastikas on her boobs, connecting these lines that were on there. Yeah, there's just like two lines on the bottom and two lines on the side of the of the breast. And it's just like, man, that is beyond a stretch. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the the image, it, it's you know the the image of the the anti Christmas sisterhood that came to Kristen in a dr- Kirsten in a dream. So you dreamt of a naked woman with lines around her boobs? Like, man, this this movie didn't make any fucking sense. Like, at that point, you're just like, you know what? 
Fuck it, it's elves. Let's keep going. Uh, Kirsten apparently knows how to kill the elves' grandfather, and he shows them the elf stone, which is the little shit he was making earlier. And mm-hmm. then come the other Germans in with a camcorder, because they're they're gonna <laughs> fill they're gonna yes. fill this elf on human sex. That's right. This was before the internet, so they were just gonna pass yeah, the tape around. Underground tape. Haggerty grabs the guy with the camcorder and beats him up and. Then the other guy shows up, the other hitman, because he couldn't come through the door at the same time. He was out parking the car, probably. And they get this big fight, and Grandpa pulls the gun, and he shoots the hitman twice, but the guy still takes the gun and throws Grandpa on the ground, and the the main German comes up to Grandpa and says, Now that hell is full, I wonder where you will go. No! It's not, not bad. bad. It's not a bad not murder bad line. And Haggerty then takes that guy down, and Christopher, Christopher, and her brother leave at this point. They run out, and Haggerty gets shot. Like I didn't hear like a gun sound go off, but the way they shot it and everything made me led me to believe he got shot. I think that Dan Haggerty just got winded. It's like, I just got to lay down for a little yeah. bit. Like, Dan, we got to finish filming. It's like the last day. It's like, oh, I'm just going to be down here. Just shoot around me. A main Nazi chases Kirsten and her brother, and he gets in a, like, a car, but that for some reason he drives it off the road and like crashes. Yeah, he... Yeah, he drives it off the road. He, like They are running, Kirsten and her brother are running through the woods. The Nazi has no idea where they're going. He hasn't seen them. He's just driving around. And then he runs his car off the road despite the fact there's nothing, nothing happens to the car. There's nothing in the road. There's, there's, there's no obstruction. He, he doesn't, I don't know why the hell the car runs off the road. There's no reason at all for it to run off the road. But it does. It flips over. It's ridiculous. While in the woods running, her wound on her hand comes back with all the blood. And then she gets her foot stuck in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Because, fuck yeah, it. It's so elves. Nazi catches up with him. And he tells her he loves her. He loves her. He's like trying to calm her down. And the elf comes with a gun and kills, shoots him. Yeah. like You, you just hear like a gunshot and the Nazi reacts. And then it cuts to the elf holding a gun. You got a mon- You have a what? monster in a movie. It's just like killing people like if you just had a person. Like, there's no... <laughs> you might as well have just had a person. This Why would have been... just, like, make you know what up this movie a person? Should... Like, have a person with makeup and go, hey, you're a fucking elf. What they should have done instead of an elf, it should have been Hitler coming back from the dead and chasing everyone down. That would have been so much better. Yeah, I just... I would watch the hell out of that it's movie. Like, like you, you have a dr- like, like a very a very Hitler Christmas. I've already got the name. It's like having a, a Jurassic Park movie where like the, the Raptors just the stab T-Rex people with gun. swords and they like shoot people. Like it's I, I want if people are gonna killed by dinosaurs, I want to see them ripped up. Yeah, again, the elf has claws. Yeah. I don't and like big fucking teeth. I don't understand why it needs a and it's gun. And not shy about showing him. They flaunt, they flaunt that yeah. shitty thing. I mean, they, yeah, they, they can't like show like the entire body because it, it doesn't have an entire body. It's clear that it's just like an upper torso puppet. And then just they have like little elf legs that yeah. I don't know if a person. Yeah, like I, I'm sure there's, an, uh, there's not a person wearing the elf legs. They just have like elf legs that they move around. But. Yeah, they they could have done it. Absolutely. 
the elf, you know, is done. Uh, Kirsten's like, oh, man, we got that, that crystal. You got to go run back and get it from the study. So while the brother runs back, the elf is now trying to bone Kristen, and she's trying to fend Although, him off. Yeah, it, but it's pretty clear that it isn't. I mean, it's not like on yeah. top of her. It's just kind of yeah. next it, to like, her, it, just and hanging it out. Like a bug and tries to feed it to her. Like, what was that? Yes. Yeah. I, I guess it goes back to like when it tried to eat that rat. I mean, I assume it tried to eat it. I mean, that's. I, because I don't know why the hell they would show a rat like, and know, him chasing it. Before we do this, it's like, it's really good. <laughs> it's like it'll make it'll make the elf sex go a little smoother if you eat this insect. And the brother gets back to the study, but oh, the crystal's gone. But no, Haggerty gets up, goes here, give this to your sister. Falls down, like because I just we it, just needed the assurance that Dad and Haggerty or wasn't dead. I, Maybe he isn't. Maybe he is. Because Who's to say? I don't know the difference of that scene if the brother just goes in and grabs it from the table as a, or compared to Dan Haggerty just taking it and then going, hey, hey dude, it's over here. Because yeah. he never comes back. Yeah. That's the last of Dan Haggerty. By the way, I think this whole movie could have happened without Dan Haggerty. He doesn't do... Well, I mean, I guess he he does shoot back and forth with the Nazis. That's the that's the most productive he thing he does in, in the movie. He goes in search of exposition material. That's his quest. I guess. Well, yeah, because the the our main character couldn't have done that herself. I guess. Well, I mean, for me, I thought this whole movie was going to end up being some sort of like we're stuck in a mall horror movie at the outset like i was like oh this is what this is gonna be and whoa it went beyond that because <laughs> i thought the dudes were gonna show up we have six bodies plus dan haggerty to kill the germans show up i'm like okay that's where this is going wrong anyways where it's going the brother the uh the as the elf is copping a feel on kirsten's leg the brother gives her a crystal and she stabs the ground where the crystal came from and did she say take that you little faggot She does say that. Like, Whoa! It's 1989. Is that when this was? When faggot yeah. Going to take a whole new turn. <laughs> this was the year of the faggot. <laughs> it really, it really hit its popularity peak at this. Things get point. a bit weird. Like the camera's weird and everything. <laughs> Things get a That's bit weird in a movie about incest and yeah. elves. The weirdness clears, and the forest is all, like, washed out, no leaves, and the little brother's like, what happened? And Kirsten says, shh, it's snowing, and we fade to credits, which the credits is like a fetus with a heartbeat? Yeah, it's like, I couldn't tell, like, I mean, it's obviously supposed to be the, like, a, like an elf fetus, but the way it looks, it's like the cut out of a fetus and they put a bunch of like like bones and like muscle together but it doesn't seem to actually form anything <laughs> like here's just a big mess of biological material and you hear a when heartbeat did she when did she over credits like yeah it, it, the the elf we never see it and it's not like we have to see it but we should we should see something where it's like okay it's about to happen 
But that she's, never happens. Like, literally, all that ever happens is the elf stands next to her and, like... She pushes it off. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is apparently easy to do because the thing's only two feet tall. And we've never seen it do any kind of, like, super strength kind of anything, even though it holds the genetic code for the master race. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Like, what? Yeah. And, like, all right, well, movie's over. Like, what? Like, no, you're not done yet. What the hell happened? Yeah, that's it. It's over. What happened to Dan Haggerty? Don't know. I think really when they showed Dan Haggerty that last time, he's probably trying to get up to get up, find a yeah. cigarette. That's, that's probably true. what happened. He's, he's, like, he's keeping the elf like, stone in case he needed to trade it for cigarettes at some point. <laughs> Someone walks in. What happened here? I got an elf stone. You want to trade it? Got any cigs? I need Need six. Newports, well, not my favorite, but I'll take them. Well, that'll go down with this 40 I got in my back pocket here. Ah, great. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's elves. (laughs) That is elves. I want to know, this movie was was written and directed by uh, Jeff Mandel, and I want to see his other movies. This is he's amazing. Proven us to, he's proven to be a genius on one one attempt. He could be a bit of a savant. He doesn't have a lot of movies, but the other, one of them I saw was uh, was Robo Chick. Oh, jeez, or Cyber Cyber Chick. So how can Cyber? Oh, you're right. It was Cyber Chick. I apologize. Uh, so how can That's that be follow, bad? Yeah, he followed up. Uh, looks like he followed up Elves with that the following year. Back to back hits. It yeah. sounds like. This isn't really a yard, is it? Yeah, it is. Now it's time for us to rate the movie. Each episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, Colin and I will rate the movie on our little scale we have. Our options are to stay with our family, which means we didn't have a good time at the movies, folks. There's coal in our stockings. They're not not a fan of the film. There's converted, which means, ah, pretty solid Christmas gift. You know, it'll do decent, not what you wanted. And... Drinking the Kool-Aid, which means, oh my gosh, best present ever, Merry effing Christmas. So, Cullen, how do you rate elves? Uh, Merry effing Christmas. I drink the Kool-Aid on this one. This thing is amazing. It really, it, it's never boring, which is the case with, you know, some of these things. Like, there's some, a, a lot of stuff where, like, you you have to like blink and rub your eyes to make sure you're seeing what you are seeing. But this, it, it never, I'm not, I don't want to say it never slows down. It's not like a, like a, like a high octane thrill ride. It's not like that, but it never, it doesn't drag. And, uh, the dialogue is, is, is poetry. So the, the Jeff, uh, Mandel or Mendel or whatever tip of the cap to you. What about you? How do you rate this Brandon? Oh my gosh. My stocking is Full of Kool-Aid. <laughs> I this is a masterpiece. Honestly, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. There there is times you know when you watch movies like we do these. There's there's always there's usually a fun time, but then there's that that one that just lightning in a bottle where it's like that time you first experienced understanding a movie like this. And I have to say, Elves has to be one of the best. The, I, it's in insanity dialogue that you wouldn't believe it, it's stuff that you wouldn't it, it goes there with wrong decisions it's it's glorious and this is the type you know they, they were making what they thought was probably an honest to god horror movie 
Whereas, you know, you get stuff like this where it's just trying to be cheap and cheesy nowadays. But this is the real deal. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I was already recommending this 10 minutes in. 16 minutes in, I'm like, <laughs> why the hell can we not get this on DVD at least? Or Blu-ray. I want this movie. I'm not paying a jillion dollars for a VHS. It's, it's outstanding in every aspect. Like, this movie never bores. It's... It's all you want. I mean, this is up there with the Troll 2s, the Miami Connections, the Room. It's It might be even better than some of them. It's just, it's hilarious. I cannot recommend this one high, or, high enough. It, I Cullen gave me the greatest Christmas present this year in suggesting this movie over to me. And I just, oh my gosh, just a speechless. I This may be my favorite watch for our show 10 episodes in. I agree. Hands down, this is the best one we've watched so far. Had you seen this before or or heard about it? I mean, yeah. (laughs) You know, something I just thought of. So the the elf comes out of the ground and, you know, chaos ensues. Why was the elf here in the first place? These are Nazis. The Nazis were in Germany. Did, like, they carry over, like, the material for the elf and bury it like that's the that's the i mean there's there's certainly some holes in this movie certainly but that was the one thing where i watched like when i saw the hand come out of the ground i thought well that was convenient thankfully she bled on the exact spot where she needed to be (laughs) to get the elf to come out of the ground she could find it later on maybe she was drawn to it or something but that they never say that so that's just speculation really but Otherwise, it's just like, well, that was an incredible stroke of luck on the Nazis' part. Because fuck it, it's, it's elves. elves. Yeah, I, I loved it. I'm, thank you for bringing this to the table. Well, you've been a good boy <laughs> this year, so. This isn't really a yard, is it? Yeah, it is. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be ringing in the new year with something big. In what is being called the crass over event of 2016, Matt Pelzer, voiceover talent extraordinaire and host of Cullen's other podcast, A Touch of Crass, will be joining us for a discussion of one of our favorites, the 1987 Andy Sedaris masterpiece, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. The film is available on DVD and iTunes. This ain't no hula. If you've got $5, you can buy the entire... Andy Sedaris collection. I can't recommend it highly I enough. It up brand new for two ninety nine. Why? Way back when at Fry's. So it's, so what you're saying is it's a it's value, value pick. pick. Our episode has come to an end. I'd like to thank you for lending us your ears. Santa said oral. We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to next week's film, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. The trailer that actually trails. Hard ticket to Hawaii, it has it all. The awesome, pristine beauty of the land, the warm caress of perfect beaches, the tantalizing wetness of the blue Pacific. Hawaii, it's a great place to visit, but you wouldn't want to die there. Four of America's finest ready and willing to pay the price. For paradise.
They're undercover, but not under-equipped. On this mission, there's hard flying, hard fighting. Agents are everywhere. Have no mercy. Kill them all. This ain't no hula. It's a hard ticket to Hawaii. Rated R. Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on the A Touch of Crass podcast, also found on the Dead Radio Entertainment Network, and on Twitter at my name is Cullen. You can find more of my work on whysoblue.com. My Twitter handle is at BTPeters. Our producer is Brad Shoemaker. Podcast edited by Brandon. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf, found on the freemusicarchive.org website. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please join us again in two weeks for our next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.